Help us in the way, David. Great, Scott. I feel need need for speed. Cowabunga, dude. You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast, mate. Harry, this is my dad, Dad. Hey, Harry, how are you? Good. So, do you want you to tell the listeners about our podcast? Basically, Dad should have filmed from childhood. Um, Beetlejuice is the worst. Um, yeah, that's basically it. What's been one of the best? Missed Outfire. Any others? I'm trying to remember what our top, fi- top ones are. Missed Outfire, Who Friend Roger Rabbit, Terminator 2, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Like so yes, yeah, so the listeners, um, this is where I introduced my son Harry, who's 13, coming up to 14, to... April 16th. Get your birthday card sent out. Um, to what? Send birthday cards out to you. Um, they didn't know where we, oh, what... I... They can always message us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and we just chat and discuss about, discuss the films. Now, how do we start the podcast off? Um, I give you a number to, to tell the story. Um, yes, yeah, so this is where I recap the plot. So, how many sentences are you going to give me? The film came. Oh, we are doing Stargate, which came out in 1994. I can do four. Okay, four. Okay, so. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. Okay, so Stargate is a film where a series. Where they discover a ruin of what turned out to be a mythical Stargate. A group of soldiers, along with a scientist called Daniel, travel through the Stargate to a different planet. On this other planet, they, they meet a culture that's very influenced by our Egyptian culture. Yes, which I like. They're taken in by this group of people that they meet and have to help them fend off the true creators of the Stargate. That's the plot of a film. So, a new section for our podcast. So we used to do a quiz, but we dropped the quiz and there might be episodes that come out after this, but we'll have the quiz in because... Because timing is wrong. Because we record them in different stages <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, we're going to replace it with a quick fire round where I have pulled out 10 questions from our famous questions pot. Oh, I'm gonna quickly pull them out. Ask which you've never seen before until we go on YouTube. Or see the which I will ask quickly, and Harry just answer. Oh, yeah. Harry and me will just quickly answer them, and then we might get back to talking about them once we discuss the film. Yeah. So the first question is, what's the scariest moment in the film? Near the beginning, when you first like first lot of soldiers get attacked, thing. In the, in yeah. the temple, I would probably agree. It's not really that far who I feels. What was your favourite line? I can't remember any lines or stuffing. Okay, so. Can you remember the lines? Not off the top of my head, so nothing stands out as a major line. No, there's probably is a couple, but I forgot. Oh, like the chicken bit. Chick, yeah, chick, chick. yeah, I can't remember um, exactly what they say. I've literally just pulled out a line, a, a replacement question, and it's the same as the one I've just opened. Um, would this be a good animated live action? Would it be better, like, animated? Yes, in a way. It would make a good cartoon. Yeah. I'll give it that. It did, did have a series after it. Yeah. Do you think the film holds up? Yes. Me too. Do you think they should remake this film? Yes. 
you? Yeah, I think it would work. I think it's they could do a really good job of it now. What was the worst special effect? None, which I know of. Uh, yeah, nothing stands out, nothing no. jumps into my mind, so I think it's, it's really... What did you last, like best about the movie? The mask. The mask of the bad guys? Yeah. Um, we'll touch on that later. Um, yeah, I like how they blend the Egyptian culture into it and try and give it another reason behind it. We'll explain slightly. Favourite bit of music? Um, nothing stands out majorly, but the score was quite good. I like the... I like, I like, I think of the films, I like films that have good music in it. Like, we've been watching one recently which has really good music in it. What was your favourite scene? Scene? Ooh. I like when, one of my favourite scenes is, I like when he's, the, he, the, the doctor, um, Daniel, because yeah. they think he can, will be able to understand the language, he, he's speaking to one of the women and he picks up but the language he's, he thinks they should speak is what they speak, but he's been speaking it wrong. Yeah, that's a good scene. Well, I'll explain that probably a bit later, but... And you? Probably that scene, or when they're, like, when they find, when they battle them. Near the end? Yeah. What did you know about this film before we watched it, anything? No. I did, because I'd seen it. Um, Obviously. What scene would you like to have seen filmed? Um, the one where they, they find a the creature. Like the creature is a bit like a big horse. Yeah, that's my. That can't count for cameras because that won't let me. Does this film make you feel good? Is it quite an uplifting film? Not really. Um. Yeah, it does massively, but I think it's quite a good feeling film. It's yeah, not a bad. It makes like it makes you interested. Would you? Would you? You recommend this film? Yes. Me too. That's why we watched it. So there you go. That was the end of our quick fire round. Wasn't that quick? <laughs> no, it was. It's just. Still only a few minutes into the podcast, it's just to sort of get some stuff out there. So do you want to know some info about the film? You always like to know this. Yes. Uh, so the budget was £35 million. We should have made for this. Give, okay. give us um, name suggestions on Twitter. Yeah, so apologies to the, lesson, to the listeners. Some of our episodes coming up might be a bit all over the place as we play for ideas that we might develop for YouTube because when we do to move onto the, onto, onto the YouTube or onto YouTube. Onto YouTube. Makes me sound very old, like onto the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just because it'll be, we want to try and mix it up and try and do things that will also be a bit more visual as well, but we'll also still work in podcast form for our podcast listeners. Um, so yeah, the budget was 55 million, made 196 million, which isn't too bad. Um, like I said, it came out in 1994, just under two hours long. Um, there was a spin-off series. There was actually a couple of series, but the main one actually lasted for ten seasons, which shows it did quite well. So there was clearly an audience for it. So box office, which you always like. Um, so it came thirteenth, no, fifteenth in the box office that year. But well, it's behind Lion King, Forrest Gump, True Lies, the Santa Claus movie, um, Flintstones. Clear and Present Danger, The Mask, Mrs. Doubtfire. These are all big films. Mrs. Doubtfire, who are Interview with Vampire, uh, Maverick, which is a good film, which I'm not sure is on the list, but it certainly needs Maverick. to be. Schindler's that. List, um, The Client, um, Philadelphia, and then Stargate. So it was, and there was some good films, like The Lion King is massive. Lion King was the biggest animated movie for, up until, I think, for Disney, up until maybe Frozen. 
No, Lion King was number one, weren't you? Okay. What was Mrs. Delta then? Um, one, two, three, four, five. About eight. Oh, that's not fair. Robbie Williams. Depends when it came out that like, year, I'm not sure when it came out. Because if you think, you know, if it comes out in November, it's only got a couple of months. Sure. So, yeah, so you touched on before you quite like the Egyptian side of this film. Yes. So, I just, what do you think? Tell I us. Just like old cultures, I just think they're very interesting. You're very into mythology, aren't you? Yeah. That's what, um, we touched on this in a podcast recently when we recorded with M from Verbal Diorama, we did with Mummy. We were saying how you re- you're really into the Percy Jackson, the, per- the Greek mythology because of Percy Jackson, and this is so. That I what I was about to say was I like how this there's a lot of belief, but the Egyptian temples couldn't have been designed by the people of the time because the technology was way too advanced. There's loads of beliefs, I think there's something like if you take the the diameter of a... Pyramid. So it's something like if you take like the diameter of a period, it, pyramid, it, it adds up to a certain thing and that's like there's a certain distance from the North Pole or something like that. Or the distance from the North Pole is the same distance as that from something else. Like a, it's like geometric, geom- Geometrically, like how, where it's put and how they're built, the distances and all that, it's either a really big coincidence or it's been put there purposely, which is where the whole belief that these were created by somebody else. There's a, there's a big thing about this, and I'm not saying I agree, but you can see the points like the technology. If you think of how the size of the stones of the pyramids are made out of yeah. the degree of accuracy to make something that big when this was meant to have been made. So you're talking millions and billions of years ago. Yeah, you know, over two thousand years ago these were made. Or two thousand years ago these were made. Um that's a you know, people would struggle nowadays to make that sort of thing well. So to do it back then when you know the rest basically the Egyptians made these pyramids when we were living in mud huts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That just, it's just the, te- the advancement they had, and they had, like, obviously, written language. Yeah. Like, through, through hieroglyphics. But we just didn't. So, I like the fact that what this says is that actually an alien race came to our planet, created these, and actually what they use them for is it's the docking base for where their ship lands. Yeah. So, their ship is based like, it's shaped like a pyramid, wasn't it? And it actually landed on top of the pyramid and sat on top of it yeah I do I and I quite liked how they thought about the culture and thought well hang on yeah if this was an alien race why would they have done it like that I don't believe that they were made by someone else I do but if we are going based on you think at the time Egypt was probably the most advanced civilization at that no, yeah yeah and you got to think if we go on what Catholics people say that like, that, like the Egypt emperors, they slaved millions of like Jews and stuff like that, and possibly they forced them to build it because when we think about technology at the time. Oh yeah, what I'm saying is, there's a lot of people don't. There's two sides to this argument, and I don't know. I don't know where I fall. If I'm being honest, I don't know enough about either side. I um, but what I know, the arguments for both sides of it, that they weren't created by humans, uh, humans and the arguments why it could have been. Are both valid, so you can see where the argument goes. Um, 
But anyway, to the film. I also like you touched on you like the one of your favourites was you like the mask. I love the mask. Um, and I quite I quite liked how in the film they used the symbols of Egyptian culture yeah, like, and said, well, they, they're in the Egyptian... Because it's quite... I think it's a really quite layered film. It's quite clever because what it's saying is that the Egyptian culture is actually done like this because these aliens used it as a way to control people. Yeah. And they're like gods. Yeah. So the masks make them look like gods, don't they? And actually, it's, it's just a mask to keep them scared and keep them... I do... Intimidated. Like, like, if you have seen the film, you'll notice that, like, how them, like, you, they could have just made the mask not move, but sometimes the eyes glow by, like, the ear things, like, they move sometimes, like... It's all robotic, isn't it? Like, so it, 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 it comes down and they look human underneath, but the mask may come look like monsters, essentially. But I was like, that's so much extra detail, which I love about it. I, I think visually there's a lot of really clever stuff in this. Like, like I said, I like the bit in the film where, so Daniel, who's like the expert in language, he deciphers the, the images to get on through the Stargate, so he goes through because he thinks he'll be able to do it on the other side. And... It's totally different. Well, there's tablets that you're meant to correspond them to, and he hasn't, the big tablets aren't there, so that's where the issue comes. And he tries to talk to them by drawing, writing them a thing, and they keep knocking it out, and as I was saying to you, is that... What that is, is that they've said you can't, they've stopped the culture using language, like written language, because stories are, that's how information and stories are passed on is through written form. And if you stop people doing that, then you're recessing, regressing the culture so that they can't develop and be smarter. Because information's wrote down, is is kept, whereas if you pass it verbally, it will get misinterpreted and bits will be yeah. missed out and stuff like that because people won't remember everything but yeah. I, like I said I like the scene where he's talking to the girl and he points to someone say it's like I can't remember what it is but say it's a picture of his son and he says and he points to it and she says it in a language and he, he clicks that there's, that there's something in the language he recognises and he knows it and it's a bit like you know ancient Greek now isn't the same as Greek as it is spoken now yeah, I'm saying with you know Latin as much as we think we say it, but even English words that, that might be thousand years old in England in, or two thousand years old doesn't mean they spoke it the same way we speak it now because it'll change with accents and time and stuff like that. And that's basically what's happened to this, and it's really obvious. But that's what's happened to the language. They yeah. speak ancient Egyptian, but he isn't because it's not a written, it's not a spoken language anymore. He's speaking it wrong. Yeah. And I quite like that, it's quite clever. Yeah, I do like when they go back to the pyramid. Like, I'm just going to a bit ahead, but basically they go back to try and like, stop the bomb which someone snuck brought. And like, the, the Emperor sees it, and the thing just goes into a full transformer, just to, transforming and like, security locked down. Like, how? Oh, how? The, the temple yeah. it's all, it shuts all down, doesn't I'm like, it? I think it's really clever. I think. Um, I like how it looks. Because you would think. Well, because this film's about... Oh, what, old? About 30 years old? No. Yeah. I would think the shape would look a bit bad, but again, I think they probably... I think they're quite clever. They limit what you see. Yeah. Like, obviously, at the time, it might have been to budget reasons, but you don't... It's not like it's a big... There's, like, lots of space battles or anything like that because it's based... Because they're fighting a culture that's not got those weapons. It's very limited how much actually it needs to use them. 
And also, I think it's just like if they didn't get the ship right, I'm betting that's what the main focus was on the ship. Because if I think if you have a bad like, say the Death Star was really bad looking, the film might have not hold up now. Yeah, maybe. I, I, well, apparently when it came out, most of they always do like these things where they um like test screening. So before a film's ever even going to get released, say like six or seven months before, they do a screening of it. To people, they don't know what they're going to watch, and they watch it, and they get feedback. And about thirty percent of people didn't like it. Oh. Um, so they did make a few alterations and stuff to the script and change it up a bit. What? Um, but then obviously when it came out, it actually became a bit of a. It did well. Like I said, it must have done well enough to create a series. Yeah. But the ideas there is, you know, when this finishes, it's yeah. still a very unique. Oh, this is, you know, is there more of these people? Yeah. There's a lot more. Um, and. From what I've seen, a few episodes of the series ages back, and like I said to you, they go to different planets. Is yeah. the thing the Stargate is on more than just these two planets? They can go to various different planets, because obviously the Stargate works by having six symbols, and then the seventh one gives you the direction. Yeah. Um, and if you alter them, you can go to different places, basically. Yeah, I do like how the Stargate looks. It well, and I said this to you. It looks like the out the building out of Terminator Two, like his goof. The liquidy thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I like how it's definitely just then just gonna appear. You they go to like real like I can't describe it, but like it's like boy, not boy. It's like there's path, but like they zoom through it, don't they? Yeah. And it's like how does no one notice this? Because it's not active. It's like still. It doesn't get until they're both. Gates are turned on until one gate's turned on and activated. The other, yeah. it, you can't, it won't appear on the other gate. It does make me wonder though, could they in five uh, using like ships if they now knew where this planet is? What, would they? What humans? Yeah. They wouldn't be able to fly that's too far away, they haven't got the technology. I just want to like, like, now they know where the location is. But they, they couldn't. They, Humans don't have that technology to travel that sort of distance yeah. in space. Um, you kind of touched on the thing about the bomb there. So there's the Colonel, which is uh, Jack. Yeah. So obviously he's sent there. Now he's got a bit of a tragic past. His son found his gun and shot himself. And he so he's basically doesn't want to live anymore. So he gets reinstated to the army, basically just to go... And he's basically, I don't know if you fully got this, but he's basically the backup plan. So if they go there and there's an enemy, which there is, he, the plan is that he goes there and if the enemy is stronger than them, he destroys the Stargate so no one can come back through. Um, and that's basically what he's there to do. Yeah. So that's why he's got this bomb. It's quite sad, that, isn't it? But he's, yeah. So basically he's got to kill him, which I get because what he's basically, he's lost his son, so... He hasn't got any other kids. He's lost his son. Basically, partly blames himself, understandably, because it was his gun. Yeah. And he, so his thing is, do I want to go? Do I want to live? And he doesn't. True. I also, I also, the thing is, if he did, the high, I want to bet there's a high chance that the Soviet wouldn't actually get destroyed by the star by the bomb because you got to think this Stargate. In the beginning, we see it buried in Earth. Oh, yeah, but it's buried, it's not. Still, it's been down there for millions of years. But it's the same with. 
so r- like, ruins and stuff are below there because we, they get protected by the like fossils. Is what I was wondering, like, is, I don't. But I think you could blow it up with an atom bomb or hydrogen bomb, whatever, nuclear bomb, whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So the people, the group of people, they like they meet mainly young kids. Yeah. Aren't they? Um, Have you noticed that they stop bowing to him because he is. Is it his friend, like the business, the older? The old lady, she, um, Catherine something. She gives him, like, a necklace, she found that the bear was, like, the tree, which has the eye off something. Raw. Raw, and then they start bowing to them. Because they think he's a god, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he just, like, doesn't understand them. She's very funny. Um, I think, like, it's quite good, I think, like, having the kids, as I said to you, what's quite... The thing here is that it's all about intimidation from the bad guys because the the local people outnumber them quite massively, don't they? There's way more of them than the bad Because the bad guys, there's probably only about 30 or 40 of them. Yeah. But there's hundreds. And like, Emperor keeps killing them. But there's hundreds of them because if they're scared, they don't revolt. Whereas if they revolted, then they would win because they, they... Yes, they would lose a portion of themselves, but... Stubborn. For the yeah. win over all sort of things. Because, like, don't, doesn't one of the kids, like, he bonds with the general, I don't know what his name is. Yeah. And, like, he gets close to his gun, they get freaked out because he doesn't want them. Yeah, because he doesn't want him to hurt himself because he lets him play with his lighter, doesn't he? And he gives him his lighter. It's still, that's still dangerous. Yeah, but it's only, it's only a little flame, it's only going to singe his fingers, whereas a gun could kill him. Yeah, and, like, at the end, though, when, like, they, is it not him, the girl, he, um, the doctors? and the girl, they get captured, and doesn't he, with some of his friends, go there, and they, like, they all wear the helmets and the guns? Yeah, they basically, they decide that, because, so basically the colonel doesn't want the kids involved in the battle, but basically it's, it's their call, because they're doing what I said, they, they finally realise actually they've got the numbers to win this battle, and so a few of them go, there's only been maybe about 10 or 15 of them, but then eventually all of them turn up at the very end, don't they? One of the kids' friends died, that was very sad. Yeah. Because, like, they, the Empire, they thought, like, they, they tried to revolt, didn't they, or something, or something happened, like, on, and they released these ships, and these ships are, like, very futuristic, and like I said, I can see why they they don't see the ships, because they definitely look at it high up, and they don't look like they just saw over it either. They might think it's the gods blasting them from the heavens. No, I think they see the ships, but I just think, because it's so, you know, they've literally got, like, like shovels and stuff like that but these people have got things that can shoot lasers yeah. basically at them like electric stuff and so and all they've got is sticks and stones we, like we haven't mentioned the emperor yeah so the emperor's raw raw but that's that's what his his name that's what he's so basically he's using the god's name to yeah and he's basically he's got the ability to put his essence into a body and he can keep that body alive so he's been in the same body for centuries. And he has like a healing chamber too. Yeah, that's what he uses to keep himself alive. I think it's quite clever how they use, like I said, again, the Egyptian... So it's basically saying that all the Egyptian gods and stuff are based on these aliens. Do you, um... I quite like that. We just kind of touched on it before. Um, the horse type thing, the cow yeah. type thing. That's actually a horse underneath a costume. I bet it was. Um, so it's like this big chat. Looks, it's a look a bit like a dog and a cow, isn't it? It looks like a thing that a Star Wars. Yeah, the um, I can't think what they're called. I was trying to think this. 
thing um, in the Mandalorian as well, aren't they? The yeah. thing that the um, what you call it, right? The um, oh, the sand people. Yeah. Bamfa, Bamfa. That's what they're yeah. called. <laughs> but yeah, it does look a bit like them. But it's very cute. Yeah. What? Well, who? So who's your favourite character? I can't say I'm one button. No, you can't say the animal. It's a person. The animal can be a person. No, it has to be a person. I don't know. Mine's Daniel. Who's Daniel? Um, Daniel's the doctor. I'm not sure. I quite like how he's, how he like when he gets there, he's got like this. He's got this vest on, like all the army people wear, and he's pulling all this stuff out of it, like where he just doesn't need like a torch and like a knife and things like that. He's just chucking them away because he's, he's like, "What am I going to use all these for?" Because it's not, it's not his world. He's there, but he's got like a big box, suitcase with books in it. Is Daniel or what? Just the god? Like either of those two? I just like the god. It's quite interesting how it takes a while for them to appear. It's a good hour or so before the bad guys appear in this. I think it's good. So you don't really know, you still don't know what's behind it, do you? I still think it's good though, because a lot of them are just, they'll, they'll appear, they'll show the bad guys, but this one it built, you first find the people, say, like, okay, what's this one about? But then you see the build, then you see the build, and you're like, what? Okay, but then you never see them face, and you're like, okay, what are they? Are they just sort of their normal people, but more aggressive and more advanced? And then you see the ship, and then you see the face, like, so these are the villains. Which I think is good. So. I do like the end fight, oh, like when they're outnumbered, about to get killed by the ship, and then it's not like God's about to like, persecute or something, kill all them or something. Like the Emperor comes out or something, I don't know. Don't think he, no, he doesn't come out, he just looks. No, I don't think he ever leaves the pyramid. No. Do you just scared yet? That's why. I think he just sends his, the back, mm. his <laughs> army out. And his guards are there, and then the guards are like, I'm going to kill you all, and then. You just see like the M, like the main. Right. Not raw. You see like the, like the bill, the captain of the village, I guess. He would be, and you just see his male foot, and you can just see in the glass. It's like, well, we're gonna die. Oh, he sees them all. Yeah. And you know, like they just get swarmed to try and sap them all. But, like, yeah. So basically, they're they're gonna finally kill the kids and the army yeah. people, and that's when the rest of the villagers turn it's up. It's kind of like oh. oh like, it's a kind of like ants and... That's what I said to you, it's a bit like Bugs Life yeah. when essentially in Bugs Life they realise the same that they outnumber the gra- grasshoppers and when they realise that then grasshoppers can't win. It's kind of like trying to manipulate them. But, yeah. yeah. And then, but then they finally snap off. That's what I'm saying, it's very... Um, so that they're stopping the culture developing by stopping them writing so they can't develop themselves and think and they can't pass information from one place to the next easily. Um, and then at the same time they intimidate them because they know that the locals, the villages, whatever you want to call them, have got the numbers to actually win the fight. So Even though they've got the technology to beat them, they haven't got the numbers. So they, you know, they might be able to shoot couple. like 20 or 30 that run onto them, but if they've got 200, especially, it doesn't matter. Especially if they're like... First, like I mean, like if you've got... If you've got a laser gun and you're going to shoot everyone that runs onto you and you, you're just stood there on your own and 50 people attack you, yeah. it doesn't matter because they're going to win. As long as they're willing to die and get hurt, they've only got to run at you from every angle and you can't shoot them all. True. And that's how they, that's how they win at the end. I do think it's a very... 
I do like it when Ross is like, oh, I'm just going to leave now. And he just floats up, and then the bomb, which was, which he couldn't stop, he just pops on the table thing, and he's like, Ross, like, you can see that, he's like... So, yeah, they're going to send, he's going to, Ra's going to send the, the bomb back through the Stargate with some of the mineral they use yeah. to create the weapons and stuff. She's and it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll make it ten times more powerful. Um, and the Colonel tries to blow the temple up, and... The girl who's who's inadvertently married to um, Daniel gets injured, so he wants to use the chamber that you mentioned to, no, to heal her. One goes up after them. So no, so he goes up, but the problem is it can't stop the bomb because they've made it so they can't be stopped. Um, so he's only got a few minutes. He comes, um, he goes up, and a, like a big the head of the guards comes down. So the colonel has to fight him, and then he heals the girl, and he comes down. And they realise they can't stop this bomb, they haven't got enough time to stop it, and and they've got enough time to escape, yeah, so they send it back up to the they, ship. Yeah, because they cut his hand off, and he's focused that, and he sees one, and it's like, you go see his hand, like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, so he sends <laughs> the bomb back up to Ryan. And boom, the ship blows. So, what are we rating this? You go first. No, it's your podcast, you always go first. You're the editor, you go first. So for our listeners, we rate out of five. Five doesn't have to be a perfect film; it just has to be. It just has to be good at what it does. Why do I always have to go first? Four. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a solid film. I don't think it's the best. I think it's solid. So four puts it for you with films like Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Little Lady, Back to Future Two, When I Shrunk the Kids. What, I'm trying to think, but the things I also go first, I can't... Mm-hmm. I'd give it a 3.75. You mean a solid 3.75? No, a 3.75, <laughs> but I'm giving it. What's that give it? Are you giving it a 4 still? Yeah. Just gives it like a 3. Point... Yeah, 3.87-ish. So, so this bit's boring for the listeners because they can't see me typing. Even when we do it on the finger, we won't be seeing it typing. Um, well, actually, that because you should love a laptop. So where does that slot it straight in, which is... Number 10. Puts it with Honey, I'm the Kids, Labyrinth, <laughs> um, Jurassic World 2, Bill and Ted's Burgers Journey, about... Yeah, I'd say it falls into that sort of category. Just below the Matrix, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and just above Santa Claus the Movie, Stand By Me, Flash Gordon, Transformers, K9, um, Turner and Hooch. So. I don't know what I gave K9. I think you gave 3. it 3.6.8. Um, you gave K9 a 4, I gave it a 3.25. That's why it's so low, Dad. So, for the listeners, we've now got a section where we have to discuss something we've watched. We haven't really watched an awful lot different recently. Um, uh, we discussed news in the media. So today, was it no? Yesterday, Sean Gunn, who was the director of the Guardians film, has took has recently took over the DC universe. The, the mess that is the DC universe. Is that with Batman? With Batman, Superman, and all that. So he can't work on So no, he's not he's not working for Marvel anymore. Um, he's been sent with Marvel's blessing, and they all think it's a good idea. Um, and he's basically trying to reorganise the DC universe. He's, he's explained what's going to happen with the current stuff, and he's explained essentially what's going to happen with the current stuff. There's a Flash film coming out, and that's going to reset the universe. 
And after that, the, the new list of films is going to be a new world. Uh, there is going to be a Batman film that's called... So is Shazam uh, still happening? Yes, that comes out soon, but that's going to be... Because it's always been its own thing anyway. I don't know if that will affect it having a third film. It might not get a third film anymore. Most likely not. Um, so there's a currently a Batman film that came out not long ago. Um, that's going to carry on, but what's going to carry on as a standalone thing that's not going to be in the DC world. There's some TV shows, um, but... They've, re- they've released fa- the next five films they're going to do. So the first one is Superman Legacy, which is going to be a new Superman. Um, not Henry Carvel, who was the last Superman. It's going to be a new one. From what we, t- we know, it's going to probably be a bit of a younger Superman, so it's more about him. Might not be, but that's just for rumours. Okay. There's a film called The Authority, which I don't know an awful lot about, which is about a group of superheroes that don't always necessarily play by the books. Don't do things best. Um, then there's something called The Brave and the Bold, which is actually Batman and Robin. But it's the Robin that is Batman's son in real life. So it's like his, his son that he's raised up and trained him as Robin. Which should be quite interesting. Then there's Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which should be a Supergirl That's film. Not a and then there's a film called Swamp Thing. I've heard Swamp Thing. Yeah, which should be quite... So, does any of those make you go, ooh, that sounds quite interesting. Honestly, the Robin one, and maybe the new Supergirl, because I see it's as bad as... Yeah, so, I, my hope is, my issue has always been with DC stuff, is, is Batman bad. is always dark, um, and there is a fun element to Batman, hence his robes gallery of villains. Yeah. Um, and it just... we've watched the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, which you love, and I think yeah. the problem is when they do a dark Batman, they're always retreading his... Yeah. And he did it so well, it's hard to not be compared. Um, so I'm hoping the Brave and the Bold, if I have Robin, will give it like a bit of a... You can still have Batman being dark, but give, have a bit of a lighter edge because you've got a young kid there. Um, Superman Legacy, yeah. I hope they make Superman what he should be. He's meant to, he, to me, he is the... He is DC's Captain America. He is the... Yeah, they've got to realise that Clark Kent's interesting and it's not just about Superman. It's about the threat to his real life. So is it possible that be, so is Garden Galaxy Bond 3 still coming out? Yes. Well, do you think that'll be a fourth film? Maybe, but not with him. Yeah, most Be different people, different... They're getting rid So touching on that, going off subject, but Garden of the Galaxy 3 will be the last film with these Guardians, because in those comics, Guardians of the Galaxy roster teams changes, different people come on the team all the time. So if they do do another one, it'll be without this team. For instance, the guy who plays Drax said this will be his last time. Probably. Yeah, because it's a lot of makeup. Um, and also the authority don't really know anything about it to be excited about. The authority I'm interested in because you said it's about a team of superheroes which doesn't always listen to the rules. Yeah. And it kind I, of sounds to me like sometimes that works. Like no one knew anything about Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out, really. Um, no one really knew anything about the Suicide Squad, probably. That's what I think kind of uh, The X-Men was known, but not as detailed, not as big as it should be. Um, and sometimes that works. That's why I'm interested in that one, because it kind of sounds like it might be like Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm Supergirl I'm interested for. Yeah. Because, like you said, we have one's awful. Yeah. Um, and if it links in, it'd be quite good. And Swamp Thing will be a bit peculiar and sounds very like something like James Gunn will be really good at. So is he? So is he just like is he like the head of everything? Yeah. So he's like Kevin Feige for Marvel. Kevin Feige is the brains behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. He's the one that says right, if this happens in this film, and it'll be t- it'll be answered in that film. 
and that's what DC have lacked is somebody overseeing it. And Sean Gunn is. Is it Sean Gunn? Yeah, it's Sean Gunn. He he's got that in him to do that sort of. Yeah, because like look at his Clark Galaxy trilogy. They match it. They look perfect. That's why it's not Sean Gunn. Is it? No. Um, is it wrong? Yes. I do apologise. Sean Gunn is his brother. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Okay, James Gunn. That's why it wasn't right. James Gunn, sorry. I do apologise, listeners. Someone probably. Our superhero friend comic podcasts are probably screaming at this, going, It's James! But yes, that's why I was going for you, because Sean Gunn's his brother. Who's in, who plays. Who's, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays Yondo's right hand man. Yeah. And he's also the, the body double on set for Rocket. Um, but anyway, James Gunn is really good at sort of overseeing, sort of like creating it. Yeah. The world he does for Guardians is really clever, I and mean, then he's also done the recent Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I just think it would be quite interesting. And having a slate of films that are all... A, so yes, we've had a, a Superman versus Batman film, but we haven't had a good Superman film for so long. Um. Yes, we've had a lot of Batman films, but having a Batman and Robin film, I think, is really clever. Yeah. We haven't had a Supergirl film since 1983. Yeah. Uh, the Authority, sometimes it's nice having something a bit different. We need to it up and see what... And Swamp Thing is a bit of a peculiar character, but sometimes that works, you know, like... What does Swamp Thing look like? I can't remember. Like a big green you monster thing. You should search up Authority DC and see what comes up. I kind of don't want to know too much about it. Yeah. Um, um, the Swamp Thing's a bit peculiar character, and sometimes they're quite good. I mean, some people don't know about. Yeah. But Marvel did really well, I feel, originally from Blade, which was a character not many people knew about. And that's what helped launch their, make the answer, make films and stuff like that. I do think, yeah, with me, I've only watched, I don't watch a lot of DC films. Do you know the problem with DC is a lot of them you won't like because they're quite dark and gritty and it's not, they're not fun. Yeah. And these make me think that actually there might be a fun element to them. I've watched is one way, one of the dust at least where they fight Doomsday. No, they fight, um, I can't remember what it's, even what it's called. This guy's called like Stephen Wolf. Yeah, they fight a nuclear plant, so I don't know. It's like no, something I can't remember. I've watched Ockerman. I've watched both of the series I've watched. I've watched most, I've watched two Some of the Batman films, yeah. I've watched two of the original and the other films. Now the only Batman f- films I've watched were decent for coming There's two Superman films, yeah, Supergirl. Superman. But the original Superman films are a lot more light-hearted than the, the, the more recent one. So there's not, that's my, I haven't got paired to Martin, I've watched most of the films. Yeah. Except for a couple, which I'm not allowed to, like, Deadpool. It's for the listeners, Harry is now rising his eyebrows to say, let me watch Deadpool! That's not going to happen. It's not the swearing, it's the sexual stuff that you won't get and it'll be, it, or it'll embarrass you. So no. But yeah, so you, does it make you excited for that? Yes. A couple of the TV shows, there's, an, uh, there's one, I can't remember where it is, but what, there's a cartoon, there's Booster Gold, there's maybe like a bit of a comedy sort of character. Booster Gold? Yeah, and then there's um, Lanterns, which would be Green Lantern, but it's going to be about a couple of the Green Lanterns, and that's a TV series, that's probably quite good. And then there's also a TV series on Amanda Waller, which is the person that puts the Suicide Squad together. Also, um, I, I forgot, I've watched, I've, watched a couple, I've watched a series of them, 
DC. It was like one with like, loads of villains that went around the fight, so I thought it was very interesting. It's very good series, actually. Cartoon or? Yeah, it was cartoon. I can't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. It had like, it, they had like a space station and they had to go down there. Mm-hmm. It was very good, actually. I think. But does it make you excited? Does it make you interested? I am interested in the If I had told you that the DC are doing a lot of new films, would you have been excited? If it was, if it's going to be like, If I hadn't told you what they were? Because I'm not a big DC fan. Now that I've told you what they are, are you a bit more excited? Yeah, I was too. Um, and I also like the fact that they've kind of got a plan, but also they're not trying to bombard. Do you know what's interesting? They've not tried to do Justice League. So they've done what Marvel did. They're introducing solo films. And if it went, you want to do a Justice League, they'll do a Justice League. But yeah. let's get let's get to know the characters before you... Ju- before you try and how pop more together. Knowing that, how would you? What film would you tell someone which just one, which was just got into DC? What film would you recommend them? Out of them, more. Not them, just because how many there are, the old ones. Because like, there's millions of. Oh, wait, which whole film would I tell them to watch? Like first, they've never seen. So that's the thing. See, that's the thing. That's what. That's why I never think I got. Um. That's why I think I got into DC because there was nowhere to actually start. <laughs> you could go with one of the Batman films or the original Superman films. Yeah. But personally, the second Superman rather than the first. Yeah. For me, I'm actually happier that they are. Because like, you said they're doing like a flash film, which is a reset. Being that I don't think they need to do an origin for them. Because you already know the origins. And I think because they're doing this reset, you'll already know the origins, isn't it? Yeah, I, I wonder how they're going to do that. Are they just going to do it? Because Flash. The Flash film is called Flashpoint, and it's about where you go through multiple universes. Well. If they do, if Flash is the same Flash when he resets it, which I'm betting you will, but you might no. Possibly not. But if he is... Controversial stuff, that's why. If he is, would he remember the past? I don't know. Interesting yeah. to find out. Yeah, I actually am interested in that film. The belief is that he's going to go through various worlds and we're going to see old Batman and old, old versions of Batman and old versions of Superman that have been in other... Do you know when the Flash one's coming out? This year. Is it? Yeah. I actually, I'm actually very excited for that. It's very controversial. Is it? Because the guy who's playing with Flash has been involved in a lot of police incidents and stuff. But, but like it's not really our conversation now. Head out of drama, but do you see they just jump right in the pool? Um, the controversy. So we just see. But let us know what. It'd be interesting to see what our Twitter friends think about that. So if you listen to the episode, let us know. Please, please don't hate on us for uh, saying we- Sean Gunn instead of James Gunn. That's my fault, not Harry's. Um, is. I could just keep going James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn and edit those versions over the other bits. <laughs> do we want to actually have guests again? Because we might not battle it. Well, they might not want to come on once we go on YouTube because they might not want to show their faces. There might be secret spies. We could just put a sticker over the face. Yeah, we could. <laughs> so, thank you to everyone listening. Um, if you like our podcast, our little show, just like, share, tweet. Comment. If you do, I don't know if you're. Tell your friends. It all shows just crazy, so. So, anything you want to say to listeners? Bye bye. Bye bye now. Happy Legacy's coming out soon.